Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of XYZ. XYZ Reflections from Early Childhood Education Professionals is brought to you by the Delaware Institute for Excellence in Early Childhood. This is our final episode, and we will be wrapping up season one. We have so enjoyed our first season with all of our listeners, but don't worry, we'll be back for season two the last Friday in September. In the meantime, please reach out to us with your feedback and topics you wish to hear about at www.dieec.udel.edu. Thanks again for being part of our early childhood journey. Hey friends, we're so excited for you to listen to our brand new episode. Today we have some amazing ladies joining us from the field. We have Patty Lynch, who is currently the coordinator for the Wilmington Early Care and Education Council's Professional Development Resource Center, located in Stubbs Early Learning Center in the city of Wilmington. She is also a professional development specialist for the Child Development Associate Credential. She began her career via formal education, earning a Bachelor's of Science in Nursery Kindergarten Education at the University of Delaware, and continues to be a lifelong learner. She has been in the field for over 35 years, and throughout her career, she has built relationships with children, families, and colleagues, as well as many community partners. And we actually happen to have one of her former colleagues with us today, Corsica Jones. Corsica is currently a supervisor and coach for the Reading program, and also works with Head Start at Aleep of Faith CDC, located in Wilmington, Delaware. She recently advanced to a position supporting teachers with observation and assessment, lesson plans, and monitoring developmental screenings. She began her career as an assistant teacher at the Central YMCA, then moved on to lead teacher position at Ministry of Caring, where she was employed for 10 years. Lastly, she spent three years teaching at a leap of faith CDC. She is currently a senior at Springfield College and plans to graduate in the fall of 2023 with a bachelor's in early childhood education. We're super excited to have you both with us today. So, both <laughs> lifelong learners. However, you two ladies also know each other. So, let's start there. How did you get to know each other and what was that relationship and Clearly, you are still friends and continue <laughs> yes. to be close colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about that. So I met Corsica back when I worked for the Delaware Institute for Excellence in Early Childhood. I actually was a contractor with them when I worked for Delaware Stars. I met her when I was working with her school at the Ministry of Caring. And I quickly took an interest in her style of teaching and her incredible socialization skills that she uses with the children and with adults alike. I really just started to observe her, obviously for Delaware Star's purposes, but also just for my personal growth to just see the way that she interacted with others was really amazing and continues to be amazing. Corsica is very positive and she's very hopeful. Thank you. I'm going to second that because I work with Corsica and Patty. So I had the luxury of working with both of you awesome ladies. So I'd love to see that you have a continued, you know, relationship. Yeah. And our our journey has continued where I reconnected with her at Leap of Faith and she was 
CDA candidate through WCAC. Oops, Wilmington Early Care <laughs> Education Council. That's okay. I know uh, it's a mouthful. I uh, did put the acronym after I, I said the whole long <laughs> sentence. So. <laughs> so I was thrilled to be able to work with her again. And she, again, has earned her CDA in preschool and has, again, as you mentioned, is going on for her bachelor's in early childhood. So that's awesome because that's actually what I wanted to then ask Korska is that the CDA piece, did you start with the CDA and how did you, you know, how did you get all the way to where you're at? You're getting your bachelor's like, that's so exciting. I'm so proud yes. of you. Not that you care that I'm proud of you, but I really am. You're amazing. <laughs> there. It with your lot. three kids <laughs> and all the, everything else that you're doing. So let's talk about that. Okay. Well, first I'm going to start by saying I'm taking four classes. I don't know what I was thinking, (laughs) but, you know, I have one week left in this semester, so I'm almost at the finish line. But yeah, so I started taking classes when I was at the ministry. It was just like one or two here or there because I knew I wanted to finish school. I didn't start out in early childhood education. I kind of ran away from it. (laughs) I tried so many other things, but nothing really, you know, spoke to me like early childhood education. So. When I got to a leap of faith, I switched to early childhood. It was very exciting because I kind of finally felt like I was doing what I was meant to do. So yeah, I started that at a leap of faith and then the early childhood at a leap of faith. When I found out about the CDA, I figured, oh, let me get this because it gives me a lot of credits towards my degree. So that's how I came to become a senior, because without the CDA, I would still be a junior. You already had credits. Yes. And in between, you kind of did the CDA to... Yeah. Yeah. So did Patty, like, support you with that? Or how did you find out about the CDA? How did you even make the move to do that? Well, at my job, they were basically saying, you know, you're so great. You should, you know, go for your CDA like okay you know no biggie you know I'm not new to the school thing <laughs> but when I got started I'm like oh this is a lot of work so I did enroll in Ashford University at first then I forgot how I connected with Kat, with Patty how did we reconnect Patty you must have heard about me CAC I'm not sure somehow I, I connected with Patty and then I just started working with her she was very very supportive I mean we met up at least once a week whether it was via Zoom or in person, she saw me through the process. Awesome. And so, Patty, so tell us about like WCAC. I'm not going to say it. We said the whole. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> we can say WCAC. I think we've established what you do and what where it is and what you are. But tell Hallelujah. me about how, and, I, and I've seen your space and it's wonderful. So tell us about the things you offer and then specifically about the CDA and, you know, the kind of supports that you offer to others and lovely Corsica who came in. (laughs) Yes, yes. The WCAC Professional Development Resource Room was brought to the city of Wilmington to provide professional resources, career advisement and consultation to early care education professionals and families in the city of Wilmington. So our charter is to serve those persons who either work or live in 19801, 802, 805 city limits, or 19806. And the whole idea of it, I call it the glue, is that we are to fill in the gaps and build collaboration 
with any service, resource, personnel that's related to early childhood. Our practices are very relationship-based. And I think with Porska sharing about, I'm able to individualize every relationship that I have, which is really cool. We try to engage, empower, and we really try to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion by making sure that, again, we individualize We have hours that are outside traditional hours. We go out to sites. We have sites come to us. So we have a team. There's three of us. So it's myself. I'm the coordinator. We have Lynn Jessick, who is the administrative assistant. And then our newest hire is Phil's Roland, and she's program assistant. So in the center itself, we have a professional lending library. We have laminating. We have all types of materials to make games, posters, any kind of education materials. We have all types of professional resources that teachers can use, directors can use, but also families can use. So we do have families that come up and and sign resources out. We also have services, as you noted, like the CDA. So what that looks like is WECAC, people can apply for a scholarship through WECAC for TC1 and 2 or with one of our partners for quorum through Children and Families First. That's how they get the first 120 hours. Then they can work either independently or in a group, a cohort, and work through their CDA. So our focus is that they are set up for success with their portfolio. And then I also, I and Phyllis, our team, offer practice observations, pretty much anything that is needed for them to feel empowered to move forward with their CDA. So it's super cool. We are always working with different partners. So again, I mentioned Children and Families First, the Early Childhood Innovation Center, the Office of Early Learning, and the Delaware Institute for Early Care and Education. So that partnership is constant, and we make sure that our practices are aligned. So what's happening at the University of Delaware is what's happening at WECAC. And then, of course, with individualization from there. We also do career advisement. As um, Porsco was saying, I've helped her to obtain funding. It's through Children and Families First right now. We also work with resources within the community. For instance, we have a dual generation center right down the hall from us. So if somebody needs Department of Labor, they need housing, education, really soup to nuts of what they might need. We also work with parents as teachers. So an example of that might be someone working with parents as teachers might have a a mom or a dad or grandma that says, I'm interested in early childhood. And then we come together and we form a collaboration and help that individual to move through, you know, whatever avenue they're interested in. Yeah. So it's, it's super exciting. We're Forming some new partnerships with DACI right now, the Delaware Association for the Education of Young Children. So we're always looking for new opportunities to work together to help our children. And I really say our children. They're all of our children. Absolutely. And so, I mean, so great that you have that collaboration. You include families. You include Mm -hmm. just everyone, which is Mm-hmm. Awesome. And the fact that you provide so many supports and resources and a place for teachers to go laminate things and make their games for their classrooms, which they wouldn't normally 
maybe not even have the resources within their centers or their programs. So Corsica, what, tell us about your experience, you know, at WECAC and working with Patty. It was a great experience. Very positive. I felt like she was very supportive. I mean, with everything, the supplies that I needed down to the computer, printer paper, down to the binders. I mean, anything I needed, she was there, you know, ready to drop them off. (laughs) It was a good experience. And she also gave me information about how to get a scholarship to apply for funding for school. So not only did they pay for my CPA, but they also pay for up to three classes for school. Very informative. Very helpful. Very beneficial. I love that. I love hearing both of you speak about, well, each other, which is, it just warms my heart, especially because this is my first time meeting both of you and it's such a lovely introduction. And so it's just so inspiring. And so Corsica, if you had to just hearing about how Patty kind of guided you through the process and made sure you had everything you needed and and made sure you were fully aware of all of the resources available to you, such as the credit, you know, being able to have funding for three additional courses in addition to the CDA. What would you tell someone who is interested in pursuing the certification, but might feel a little uncertain about it for one reason or another, what would you tell some, like, what would be your one piece of advice as someone who has come out on the other side of it? I would say to just kind of take it one step at a time. In the beginning, it can seem overwhelming (laughs) because it's a lot. It's a lot of books and it's, it's a lot, but if you just take it one step at a time, do one thing at a time, you will get to the finish line. And then Miss Patty was always there to help. I mean, she she likes to read. She loves to edit. <laughs> she loves to read over things. I feel like if you're a teacher who is really inspired to continue their education, then it's something that you should do because it really makes you look at it from a different perspective, a perspective of a professional. It gives you more more knowledge about being a professional. So you are getting something out of it. It's not just a piece of paper. It's not just a certification. The whole process does broaden your perspective and your horizon on the field. So I think it's definitely a, a must for every teacher. I mean, I mean, it's evident in, again, do you feel like you've moved roles, you've, it seems like you've kind of Mm -hmm. gotten more responsibility with those roles. Do you feel, you know, getting the CDA and the education has helped you get to where you're at? Most definitely. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a lot of learning that goes along with the CDA and it's a lot of reflection. So a lot of times we don't think about what we do. We just do it. (laughs) But with the CDA, you have to explain and kind of describe what you do to meet their social needs, what you do to meet their physical needs, you know, how do you ensure safety? So we don't really talk about those things a lot. (laughs) So just talking about it is making you realize what you do and how that helps you become a professional. And then it just makes you have a different walk, honestly, you know, (laughs) I know I'm professional now. I walk like a professional. I walk like 
I know what I'm talking about and I'm ready to spread my knowledge to all the other teachers that I, I'm helping right now. So it gives you confidence. I'll say that. I love that. I love hearing you say that. And do you find that in terms of hearing you talk about spreading knowledge to other teachers when you were in the process of, of earning the credential and in your cohort, did you find that not only getting reconnected with Patty as your instructor and really having that relationship with her? Did you find that the other teachers who were in the cohort with you, did you find that that added to the experience as well? I wasn't a part of a cohort. Wow. So that's that's even more impressive. (laughs) I did it independently. So really, it was really just me and Patty. We had a lot of bonding time. (laughs) So yeah, it was really just she and I. And, you know, I leaned on her a lot for guidance through the process. Oh, Patty, how does that feel? Being a mentor? um, (laughs) Yeah, it's really just such a fruitful journey. You know, with Corsica, again, she has such positive energy. And so even when she was alluding to times got tough sometimes and she's got a family and she is an excellent teacher. So that takes time, right? It takes planning, organization, making materials, et cetera, et cetera. And then I would come in and she'd be like, okay, you know, what do we need to do? And there were times where it was, you know, super busy when she was taking classes and but she always believed she could do it and that it was important. That's why I find her eagerness to be a lifelong learner so inspirational. And she models that for everybody. So I would walk into the school and they'd say, oh, so originally I was just working with Corsica. She was the first person I was working with the CDA there. And they'd say, oh, you're coming to see Corskin. I'm like, yeah. So I'm so excited because I just love to watch her interact with the kids, and inter- you know. And they're like, me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. We, we used to tease her that her head was going to be like this big because of all the <laughs> She loves very, to post about me. But it's very genuine. You know, it's very genuine. And again, Corska has this joy and fun and sense of curiosity that you just know that even when things got kind of busy, she, she you knew she was going to see it through. And that's important as a mentor to make sure that you're doing all you can to help them reach that goal. So I knew she was doing all she could and I had to do my part too. Well, you did. You went above and beyond. Oh, fine. <laughs> you really did. Cause there were times where I was like, oh, What was I thinking? (laughs) This is a lot, but you know, I would be thinking that. And then I look on my phone, I'll get a nice inspirational text from you. I'm like, okay, I can do this. So thank you for that. No, you're welcome. Pleasure. Corsica, to hear Patty talk about how, what an amazing teacher you are. um, I'd really, I'm curious to learn more about the various populations you've served in your career, specifically when you were at the Ministry of Caring and those supports and resources you provided for those children and families, if you wouldn't mind kind of telling us a little bit about that. Sure. At the Ministry of Caring, we served a lot of inner city children, 
children that come from low-income households and a lot of children that were in the homeless shelter, I guess you can say. So the services that we did provide for them is obviously childcare. We provided the parents with job placement opportunities. We had a job placement center and whatever resources that they needed, we would try to help them find those resources. I know we had a therapist on site and it was really just about helping the whole family. I know the parents of the children had more resources for mental health counseling. I know they had a program for housing, to find housing and job placement, just whatever we could do to help better their outcome as a family there. Patty was there as well. Yes. With you, right? So yes. um, Tell us about your capacity and your experience there at the ministries, because I know you were there for quite some time in many roles. So, Yes, yes. I was hired as the curriculum coordinator, and I was actually at all three schools originally. So I was at El Bambino, the child care and guardian angel for a number of years. So my roles there were to help the teachers to be the teachers and again, the families and the directors and really to offer the best program that they could. So I was charged with being a Delaware Stars liaison as well. So at that time, I wasn't a Delaware Stars TA, but I was liaison because I was still in touch with all of you lovely people. And we would collaborate. So I had that knowledge base And I was fortunate that I had so many relationships back from when I was their TA, their technical assistant, that um, I could build on those relationships. So that made it uh, wonderful. I will say that the Ministry of Caring has some of the most dedicated, loving, amazing teachers in the world. I would agree. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to third that because I yes. work with them all. So, so, just <laughs> yes. amazing. so it was, you know, it was hard work, but it was a pleasure. And, and it was always, we would work in partnership. It was truly partnership that we would talk about what were their quality goals for improvement? How were they going to get there? What resources they needed? It was a pleasure. My latest role there was one of the directors retired. So I served as um, interim director for a little bit of time too, but my passion of all was curriculum coordinator. Still is. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of still do that at weekend. (laughs) You do that on your downtime too. I was going to say, she does it in her free time. When when do you relax, Patty? (laughs) (laughs) I do. I really do enjoy it though. I just find it fascinating. I really do. Well, you were really good at it. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I love learning more about each of you as we continue to chat and hearing both of you speak specifically about your work at the ministries. Corsica, when you were still kind of giving us your background about what you did in your roles while you were there, it made me, before Patty even kind of took her turn, it made me think back to when Patty, you were talking about the resource center as kind of the glue of the community. And it really seems like the ministries are very much a glue in everything that they do too, and the amazing work that 
the staff does, past and present, clearly. And so I'd really like to hear from each of you, both of you, about why you think resources, places like the Ministry of Caring, places like the WeCAC Resource Center. Again, we will, we'll, we'll just keep saying WeCAC <laughs> for now. It's getting late. <laughs> but places like the, the ministries, places like WeCAC, why do you think not only partnerships are so important, specifically in communities like the city of Wilmington, but also resource centers, resource hubs, where not only teachers, but families can get everything that they need. Specifically, I really liked the example that you gave, Patty, about where you are now at the center, that because you're at this facility where there are, there's not just the the WeCAC Resource Center, but there's the dual generation and you come to this one place and you can really get connected and hooked up with anything and everything that you could possibly need. So why do you think that's important? What would you, what would both of you say to someone who is not necessarily knowledgeable about things like this? What would you say? Why do you think they're important? I think it's important to have all those resources available because people want to feel supported. So again, I think that looks different to every person. We always start with, again, just being warm and welcoming and really trying to say, this is their space. Like I'm a facilitator. I facilitate all day long with all the hats I wear, but it is their space. So one of the posters we have when you enter our room, it says, this is your, you know, your classroom. It's their place to have things and not worry. You know, unfortunately, most early childhood professionals are not paid well. And anything that we can do from having snacks there to water there to paper that they can use to make copies to laminating film to folders to make games for the students or the parents that we mentioned you know I've had parents come up and one of my most touching moments was we had a parent come up and she signed out a book on social emotional learning and I was like oh I said that is a really great resource it's pretty current it's only like a few years old I said that's really intriguing can you tell me why you chose that And she said, well, I want my children to learn social emotional skills, but it starts with me. And I was like, wow. (laughs) Well, you just made my night. Oh, you just gave me the goosebumps. That's amazing. So, you know, so you think about it, you know, we have a beautiful resource room and we have the basic things that you need, but I feel like those resources and those relationships help build, right, that foundation. And then they build that trust in you. And then it grows and grows and grows from there. And I think that's true of teachers. I think that's true of parents, directors, whomever we're working with. That consistency too is so important. And, you know, availability and responsiveness. I just wanted to touch on the programs that I work for now, which are the writing programs and the early head start programs. And I know I spoke a lot about the ministry, but these programs are very intense when it comes to supporting families, okay? They're all about supporting families, especially the Early Head Start program. We have the family service specialist that comes out, and the family service counselor, I'm sorry, that comes out twice a week. 
to meet with the parents to make sure that they have everything they need to make sure that the children are happy and just to check in on them. So yeah, they have a lot of parents interaction and the parents are starting to build a relationship with the team, but especially the teachers. They're starting to build a relationship with the teachers and getting comfortable to where they can share anything that they want to share. They can share what they're going through, what they may need, what they're struggling with. And in that program, our job is to provide the entire family with guidance that they need. So I know currently we have a parent who wanted to go back to school. She's interested in our field. So we hooked her up with, yeah, (laughs) we helped get her enrolled in TEC1 and she is super excited. And then after that, we're going to help her find a job. Maybe she'll work with us. I don't know. But, you know, she's very, very excited. And, you know, the end goal is just once the parents have the resource they need to achieve their goals, then the entire family benefits, you know. I love that. So providing a place that they can all collaborate and have resources and, and the supports they mm-hmm. need. So, Corsica, the Reading program and Head Start program, are those based out of Leap of Faith or how does that work? So the Early Head Start program is, I guess they're subcontracted or they're they're in different childcare centers now. So if we don't have any space for early head start child, then we can help find, they'll help find them another center who has early head start. The Reading program is the same. It's, it's a state funded program that basically gears towards low income families although we do have a a little percentage of families that can participate who is above the threshold. We provide the same resources for all of them, no matter what the income is. We're giving everybody an equal playing field. Equal, yeah. Equal opportunities. If I could add, I think that what we're all hitting on is that parents are the first teachers for a child. And then every relationship beyond that with the teachers, with the directors, with the family service specialists, with the resource rooms, whomever they come in contact with, is just building upon that. So whatever we can do to strengthen that family bond and that relationship is is key for not just early childhood, but throughout our lives and their lives. It takes a village. Yes, (laughs) it really does. To sum up this conversation so far. And so what inspires the both of you? What inspires you? It could be something that is field related or not field related. We have a feeling it probably will be field related and that is totally (laughs) fine given how this conversation has gone so far. We love that. I'm inspired by children. (laughs) That was the easy one. Children inspire me. I love to see the look on their face when they find something exciting and just, I love to see them grow and develop. I love to see, they just have a natural excitement for life and it's contagious. (laughs) It makes me find joy in the little things. I always wanted to be that teacher that, you know, students say, oh, I remember that teacher or that teacher changed my life or, you know, changed my way of thinking. I always want to be that teacher. So I'm waiting a couple more years 
for <laughs> someone to come come forward <laughs> and say, hey, I remember you. I'm going to give them a couple more years. Yeah. I'm not that a is- child, but I remember in you and you are fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> it, it's not the same, but I'll tell you. That inspires me. Yeah, that's awesome. Just to know that I made a child's day inspires me. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. I would say that that's tough to top there, Kurska. I'd say my inspiration comes from um, the families and the early childhood professionals who are caring and loving and resilient. Even in the face of challenge, they'll learn and they'll grow. And you say, can you please do one more thing in your professional development? And they say, yes. And I love that the early childhood professionals are becoming more, they're becoming stronger advocates for themselves and that they're really starting to get a voice about that they are professionals. We are professionals. We are all professionals. That really inspires me. And people like Corsica, going to shout out again to her. She inspires me. The same here, baby. Thanks. I think they need to call us Thelma and Louise from now on. <laughs> oh my God, that would be awesome. All right, Thelma and Louise. <laughs> it's just amazing how, what a great relationship you guys have formed and, and yeah. such a wonderful bond after so basically supporting each other and motivating each other, right? So, yep. I love her. I love her too. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was so interesting because when Meg Clary first asked me to do the podcast, she said, I want you to think about it. And I said, I'll do it. And she said, okay, well, do you want to do it with somebody? I said, yeah, of course, good Jones. <laughs> okay. She was just like, you knew that, like that? And I'm like, of course I did. Of course. Aww. I said, she inspires me. And I said, we'll have fun with it. We'll be able to present a, you know, a message to everyone. I think that I hope that somebody can touch something, take, take away something from our discussion tonight. Me too. I think so. I definitely think mm-hmm. so. So to wrap up, we do talk about our X, Y, Z. So your why, why do you stay in the field? Why do you continue to do what you do? Why do I stay in this field? For starters, every day is different. <laughs> every day is different, which brings on new challenges. Mm-hmm. So I like to challenge myself. And I feel like, and I don't want this to sound a certain way, but I feel like I'm needed in this field Mm -hmm. because I have a true passion for it. You know, I wake up excited to do what I do. And I don't know if there's a lot of people out there that does that, (laughs) but I know that I'm one of them. So, you know, I feel like I'm needed. I feel like the children need me and I need them because at the end of the day, I learn a lot from the children, probably more than they learned from me, <laughs> you know? So that's my why. Oh, that is so awesome. I love your why. Thank you. So you inspire me. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Patty? Your why? I would say my why is my passion to know that we can always get better. We can always keep that growth mindset to provide opportunities for children to grow and learn to be their best. 
And I think that, you know, one of my big roles, again, is, is partnering and collaborating and creating opportunities where people will meet, where they will intersect. My why is just fueled by that, that passion to realize that, you know, early childhood is such a special time in our lifespan development. And to celebrate that and to enjoy that and to recognize how important it is for us to stay focused, stay curious, continue to be enthusiastic and focused. You guys are so amazing. You're already on the community, but we just need to like, <laughs> I don't know what we need to, to clone you and send you out all over the place because honestly, you are inspiring. And the fact that you Thank both you. have been in the field for so long and you still love it and you mm-hmm. have a passion for it, you know, it, and it's true. We don't, we don't see this that often, especially like you said, Corsica, with all these changing times mm-hmm. and everything being so different, so different. And the struggle with getting teachers and keeping teachers. And oh my gosh, after hearing this, I would be motivated to become an early childhood teacher. Yes, there's no other job to do. Call me. No better job. And, and call Patty. Call Patty. We CAC. She'll hook you up. <laughs> Of course, they'll be my sidekick. We'll have fun. There you yeah. go. Call yeah. Thelma and Louise. Oh, they'll Thelma and Louise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got you. That's great. Well, thank you both so, so, so much for taking the time to sit down and spend some time with us tonight. And it was so lovely to meet you both. Oh, thank Finally, you. I've heard great both of your you. names for so long. <laughs> And I've heard wonderful things. So it was just lovely to meet you both from my end and just to hear hear more and, and to chat. And we appreciate you spending time with us tonight. Thank you. Well, thank you. You know, I love you ladies. So this was such a treat for me. I was I was counting down the days to see my friends again. <laughs> oh, you're so I enjoyed seeing your face. Well, I yes. enjoyed seeing you and spending time with you, Libby. So good luck with your endeavors. Congratulations. Woohoo, Corsica. Yeah, man. So, so much to be excited about. So, yes. so proud. So proud of you. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank for you. And Patty, thanks for being such a great support to the community. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you for allowing us to be here and to speak about professionalism and the kids and the families and everybody that's involved in the community. XYZ, Reflections from Early Childhood Education Professionals, is brought to you by the Delaware Institute for Excellence in Early Childhood. College of Education and Human Development at the University of Delaware. Hosted by Irene Ash and Meg Keating. To learn more about the DIEEC and our show, please visit our website, www.dieec.udel.edu. That's www. D-I-E-E-C.udel.edu. For additional information and to stay updated, follow us on social media at U-D-D-I-E-E-C on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's U-D-D-I-E-E-C. 
thank you for supporting our podcast. Until next time. Bye.